0: South Africa is alive with possibilities. I mean, who would have imagined a former president in jail? A sitting president sleeping on cash, literally. A cabinet minister visiting a common prisoner in jail. Or even the post office operating, even when they have nothing to do. Can you confirm that delivery performance is drunk? Welcome to the new Soweto Live podcast called Taking the Rams by the Horns. With me Rem Smabote. Each week I will be taking a lighter look at very serious topics that half the time drive you up the wall. This podcast will use humor to take no prisoners, have no holy cows, and cook a whole lot of sacrificial lambs. Today South Africa marks 29 years of freedom. But we almost did not get there. The events of Saturday, 11 April 1993. I had a hangover, by the way, that morning. I remember when I heard it on the radio, I had a hangover. I was somewhere in the Western Cape. The killing of high-profiled ANC leader and SACP General Secretary Chris Hani by a Polish immigrant Janusz Walusz. I, I, I try not to pronounce this guy's name properly. I mean, he wouldn't pronounce mine anyway well. It nearly derailed the negotiations between the ruling National Party and the liberation movement. Actually, mainly the ANC, let's be honest. Four days after the killing of Hani, a high-level National Party government and security meeting was held. And that basically was the genesis of what today we call the New South Africa. Well, that's not according to me. I'm not that smart. I believe the New South Africa was born when Orlando Pirates beat Kaza Chiefs on that fateful 1988 Safe Cup match. No, remember no, that? very important. But veteran journalist, Justice Malala, who I can almost falsely claim is a friend of mine, is the man who's in this hope. In his new book, The Plot to Save South Africa, Malala traces the days after Hani's killing and how that led to an agreement between the Nets and the ANC to finally have an election uh, a year later. To mark Freedom Day, I thought it would be cool to catch up with Justice Malala and talk about this touch and go moment. He's speaking to me from go overseas, <laughs> like he's in America.
1: <laughs> well, <laughs> and, uh... so, it's good oh, to you. be here. Thank you for inviting me.
0: It's been a minute, brother. Have you have you made peace with the Taliban since they shot you?
1: <laughs> <laughs> I haven't made peace. I haven't made much peace with anyone, but. uh... <laughs> I see where you're going, Rams. You know, and we're gonna have a fight about Kaiser Chiefs on Orlando Pirates. We're gonna have a fight about hangovers. We're gonna have a fight about with the history of our country. You and I look like we're gonna have lots of fights. But
0: okay, we're not gonna have a fight. But I need to ask you this question: mm. Do you still believe that girl children should go to school?
1: Absolutely, absolutely, they should. So I to to you. <laughs> <laughs> I think they should go to school. I think everyone should go to school, Rams. You know, Uh, uh, uh. (laughs) it's so funny that you're asking about about Malala and the Taliban. Um, You know, when you Google, for many, many years, I knew that I was, you know, I was the only Malala. The only Malala. I was the only Malala. Even in my family, they started realizing that, I know, you know what? Bo bo mama na na the, the Malala there yeah. is it this young woman comes along and now you Google Malala yes, you know it's it's heartbreaking you Google on
0: page one my friend. you're not even on page one I'm not, oh. on page one
1: it's it's like it's like what is going on here and so so she's taken over my life you put malala it starts with her it doesn't start with me you have to put in malala book the French yes. south africa you have to work
0: at this thing now Like right, worse, even when you put justice Malala, they think about justice for her you know
1: like no. <laughs> <It's> not... <laughs> my life is ruined it's all oh, oh,
0: so sorry my brother but i you know it probably helps that you're no longer here but look man your book is too long and you know you gave me a few days to read it now i'm i'm not that way inclined but why should I finish this book? Why is it important?
1: You know, um I you should finish this book, you should start it. That would be a good it's thing. You started already. That's what I did. So, So the key thing is to find out. It's also, for me, there's a whole bunch of things. We'll, we'll talk about them. But the key one is this. I, like you, I remember where I was. And you also remember you had a hangover this morning, and then the news comes through on the radio through friends or whatever. And so everyone can remember where they were. Uh, uh, the old geezers um, can remember where they were on that day. And it's a memory. It's so sharp in everyone's mind, they can tell you. Nelson Mandela is in Kunu. Um, um, you know, he's taken time off for the, for Easter holidays uh, F. W. declared to send the capoeira somewhere at his grandmother's farm, uh, taking time off. If lots and lots of people can remember this,
0: F. W. was in that farm, but I'm sure he was wearing a wire, listening to. Has it happened? done.
1: <laughs> 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 talk about the conspiracies. <laughs> so, so the key thing for me is then what happens, and I think many of us. So, I, I'll tell you. I, I'll tell you. About myself, when I first said I'm going to write this book, it was going to be a 24-hour. It was it was going to be a book about 24 hours after Chris Anne was murdered. Yeah, because the history is that Nelson Mandela went on television that night and gave the speech of his life, and uh, and peace was restored was to the country uh, uh, immediately afterwards. But actually. Um. Um. And and this is why you should keep on with the book. I showed that Nelson Mandela did pitch up for a speech that evening. His speech was a dad. It was an absolute total. It didn't work. He arrived at the SABC late at night after ten p.m. Um. Uh. Uh. He went on. He couldn't see the teleprompter uh, properly. He. Uh, the he it. He had a teleprompter. So I'd say that again the first time he was looking at a teleprompter probably um, and <laughs> um, he was um he, he the speech had been written for him he'd only read it in the car from the airport to to the studios um it wasn't a great speech people were asleep by the time uh he went on television so actually many people didn't see it it didn't stop the 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 violence that was flaring it didn't stop the riots and so this crisis goes into day 2 day 3 only in day only in day three does he actually give the speech that everyone remembers that that people say this is the amazing speech and so 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 I'm asking you to read this book, and for your listeners, it's the plot to save South Africa okay and I'm asking you to read this book because then the much more happens, and you see how close we came to this to this blow up and and how and what happened to pull us back. And 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 for me, I wrote it mainly to say, <laughs> you know, you and I are, are, are big current affairs people. We talk about Jacob Zuma, Sarah Ramaphosa, blah, pala, pala, blah, 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 all these things. I wanted to remind all of us to, to remember a time when leadership mattered, when leaders pushed forward, when leaders knew what they were aiming for and um, actually went for it.
0: Is that a slide on the Joburg Mayor or something?
1: I'd I would, I would never I would never uh, slide to the the Joburg Mayor. You know I I I just think he met some people. He he got a commitment to a loan, and they told him that you don't have to pay it back. He said yes. I mean, this guy, where is he from? I understand he says he's from Soweto. A guy from Soweto doesn't see a Mashonisa so when he when meets one. He doesn't recognize him. Well, I mean, you have to solve this matter very quick.
0: He's from Protea, and that's not Soweto. <laughs> but that's...
1: Don't deny your people. Don't deny your people. My 24
0: hours after the death of this man. But we end up with so much content about what happened 72 hours later, the 14th of
1: April, this meeting. <laughs> in a building. Yes. Oh yes, the meeting at the union buildings is is incredible. It's incredible for several reasons. You know, people and our listeners don't don't always remember that. And this is something that I think I think we should revisit. Um, um, as a country, everything that happens, whether it's cabinet and so forth, it's recorded and it's put away. And and after some time, the the you know you can access those records and say. Oh, Mandela actually said, or so and so said in this meeting. Da, da, da. The apartheid government, in the year before 1994, a cabinet said we we need to destroy records of what we did, and so, from criteria, thousands and thousands of files were put on trucks and transported to uh, those of you who don't. Remember we used to have uh we used to be a major steel um steel making country we had furnaces we had uh it was called Iskor, if you lived in Pretoria and if you worked at Iskor, you know uh, uh the iron and steel corporation of South Africa um it made it made all sorts of things but but it had this massive massive furnaces so imagine in your head that all these files files about spies files about who they were snooping on files about who was um telling on who uh all kinds of incredible incredible stuff they load them up and take them to the furnaces at Isco in in Pretoria and they just burn Hundreds and millions of files, and our history is just boom gone. So, so we wouldn't. And before you answer me, so, you... Sorry, I lost your your question there. I...
0: Why is that strange? I, I mean, before you answer me, mm. can you remove piles of your ex before you meet your new one? <laughs> <laughs>
1: No <laughs> look look I'm, um it's strange and not strange but but the key thing is that our children um history needs to be told, and we you and I are gonna move on and pass on um but someone will say one day. There was a really, really funny guy, a guy who did politics in a way that was different to any other commentator, any other host, and that was Rams Mabot. I want to write a book about them. You'll be gone, and da-da-da. Now, what do you think is embarrassing now that, you know, oh, no, I don't want my current to know about my ex? By then, it will just be history. And so history is beautiful when it's told in all in its entirety. And why is it that that we don't get the same chance as a country? That, that the thing about archiving stuff is that in fifty years, someone when they sit down and say, "I'm going to write a book about about REMs," they just need to have access to everything. So, so this conversation between you and me, it might actually be the, the conversation that says, "You know, REMs." you might think that he's laughing at justice, but he's crying with him because they both think, whoa, what have we done with this country? And it's people their age. I mean, these guys, they were around when the country got free. What did they do in 29 years? They All they did was talk yak, 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 or ride yak, yak. So, so, so for me, that moment is absolutely keen in that we needed to keep those files to know. So in writing my book, I went and, and, and tried to find some of those files. I couldn't, but I managed to get one small document, top secret, um, and it gives you an idea of who was in the room. It gives hold on, you its hold on. top secret. Hold on right there. Hold on right there. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. You tell me
0: about this top secret document. I need to justify why I agree with the burning of stuff. I mean, look at, look at the Nazis. They didn't burn their stuff. And what happened, for the next 40 years, the Jews started hunting them, and they found all of these guys wherever they were hiding. So then that's nothing about, because we don't know anything about them. They're still alive. You see, they're smart somewhere there.
1: Yes, well, it depends on what you think. <laughs> what do you mean by smart? They, they certainly, look, I mean, South Africa needs to I think confront the fact that our and reconciliation was not fully truthful um was too much reconciliation with something that we didn't know um you know Rams, if you go back to the truth and reconciliation commission and you and I were on the on the uh, on the stuff of the star at the time, and you think about what happened I remember i i'm I vaguely I'm an old man now, but I vaguely remember a conversation with you about every day that someone arriving a mother saying my son left the country in nineteen eighty six I never saw them where are they? Tell me what happened to them. That mother didn't want revenge. She wanted the truth. She wanted to know that and she wanted to know that Tabo was on a in a minibus taxi. Their cops stopped, they took him out with his friends, they went and tortured them and killed them. She wants the remains. She wants to have a ceremony at her home. To say my son is back here, he is. I know. She, that's all. Many, many of those people wanted. They didn't want anymore. So, so Tabo's mother can't do that right now. And there are hundreds and maybe thousands of mothers and and uh, fathers and relatives and girlfriends and and all kinds of people, um, who now, who now don't know. So. So let's go then to the top secret document. I mean, how, mm-hmm. how, how
0: the hell do you get your hands onto something? <laughs> <like this?
1: laughs> I can't tell you that. <laughs> I, I it's a top secret. I can tell you this. Um, I found that document because one of the 22 people in that room took a document home with them and they took it home and they they one of the cabinet members, they took it home uh, when you're supposed to hand it back so that it's archived and destroyed and so forth. Um, He took it home. Uh, There were no women in the room of 22 men. They were all all gray men in white shirts and ties and, and they all looked the same. They all went to the same school, went to the same university, spoke the same language. Uh and they were not divested.
0: Cyril Ramaphosa was not in this meeting. <laughs> not at all.
1: <laughs> uh, this is why we need this is why we need archives, because right now any Tom Dick and Johnny and Tabo and Bita can uh pitch up and say, Yeah, you know, Rams was a spy. Um and you say, Where's the evidence? Oh no, yeah, you can see him. Look at his face. You can see him. You know, this one, that's why. So if we had those archives, we'd have proper information about, yeah, you know, so and so is this and so and so is this. And that's why if you think about the Germans and, and you spoke a bit about the Soviets, um, if you think about the Germans and the Cold War, um, um, there are all these files from, from uh, East Germany, uh, which show that, um, um Ramses neighbor was listening in and was reporting to the Stasi the the intelligence agency that okay they have sex once a week and they uh they seem to be having lots of meat in that house. Where's the money coming from? There must be spies for so and so or whatever and so forth and so forth. We don't have all that because all these files were destroyed. So anyway, someone took that document home. Um they died. Um, their family took the the uh, put their documents out, and uh, and this document was among some of those documents. And and I, I thankfully managed to uh it is, find it it. Is, Pretty much all of these twenty one guys are dead. I mean, Flock just died the other
0: day. So which one of them? You can't defame a dead man. The law says. <laughs>
1: <laughs> no, you can't defame a dead man. Uh you can't defame a dead man. But uh, I'm going to put all my documents by the way. I'm going to hand them over to the university uh hopefully um uh the University of Johannesburg um because some other people have done the same thing. So there's a there's a growing number of documents that are around how shall I say around Chris Honey and and his murder? So so I will put my documents in there as well. Um, so that future in future people like you and researchers and young people, and I know there are many of them listening to this podcast, can go and and rebuild and build on the story that I've told and others have told, and we get a better and better idea of what happened in that time. So so that uh, anyone can have a look at these documents.
0: Many many people died at the hands of the apartheid government. That, I mean, that State Security Council was just a murderer. I, I agree with you. Why 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 was Hani's murder different from others? Why why did it become such a big thing? What, what and, he, was he feared so much by these? Great guys in gray suits and white shirts who all smoked, by the way. And
1: <laughs> um, Chris Honey was, was, Chris Honey was special in many ways. Um, you know, they tried to kill Chris Honey many times before. Um, um, there's the story of his driver in Lesotho when he, uh, in 1982, I think. Um, um, they arrested the guy, they beat him up, they tortured him, they turned him, and then they sent him back to, to Maseru uh, to, to, uh, uh, for him to kill Trisani. Uh, he placed a bomb in the car and, uh, and the bomb didn't go off. Um, they raided the building where he lived, uh, and killed something like 19 people. Uh, um, Unfortunately for them, Chris honey was not at home that day. Um, um, his children and his wife were there. Um, thankfully, uh, they, they escaped, but others were killed. Oh,
0: so um, I'm, I'm going to keep on
1: interrupting you because you see, unlike these smart people who do long
0: podcasts, I don't do mine very long, so I want mm. to get to very quickly. So Absolutely. let's go back to the 14th. I mean, in this room. Mm. You say that, uh, you know, Dietlöck was relieved that Adrian Flok's uh, replacement, Ernest Krill, was on a hell visit to Europe. I don't know who they were there. I mean, these guys were even visiting Europe. They were crazy. But anyway, that's not the point. point is that he was not in this meeting. It sounds to me that at this point that the Nets were actually terrified of the ANC, that they wouldn't even want
1: their own who are terrible to be in the room. <laughs> the, the, I think some of them, F. W. D. declared certainly knew that in his cabinet there were guys who were, there were guys who would give him a hard time, like, a sellout and so forth. Um, Ernest Riddell was one of those guys. He was a uh, uh, hard-smoking, very right uh, hard-drinking, very right-wing, uh, very right-wing uh, kind of guy who, who Essentially, thought Dietzlerk is giving the country away to the blacks. Uh, that he was, um, that this guy was just not should not be leader. He actually didn't believe uh, FW should be uh, the leader of of the ne- the National Party at that time. So, so, so the, wanted a deal, but not not everyone in that room, not everyone in his cabinet. Wanted a deal. In fact, many many people would have said at that point that cabinet, some in that cabinet, wanted the negotiations to go on endlessly um, for the ANC to be accused uh, of being involved in black on black violence, as they called it, despite the fact that it was being fomented by um, by apartheid uh, intelligence operatives like the guy who's been exposed has been the guy who wrote the uh, uh intelligence reports. Uh, those kinds of people were behind that violence. We know now, uh, since we've known since the 90s, that in fact, all that stuff about violence between the ANC and Incata and so forth, it was it was payments from uh, slush funds to the IFPs, uh, people like Tamba uh and others, um, to foment this violence that led to Sebuke massacre, Wipato massacre and so forth and so forth so so that was that was the scenario. It wasn't everyone in that cabinet who wanted this to happen. they were They were playing games, deadly games with people's lives to prolong their stay in power.
0: It would seem, however important this meeting was on the 14th that actually the saving hand was that of Nelson Mandela, as you spoke about him, that he then spoke, you know, a few days later and everybody listened. Is that true or was his hand slightly exaggerated on this matter?
1: You know, I... So there are two things. I'd like to say something here. Um, You know, um, right now, this year, in the UK, for example... They if you talk to the people in the UK about what happened in the Second World War, they'll tell you we were lucky, we had leadership. Winston Churchill stood up to Hitler. Uh he encouraged the nation, he gave speeches. Um if you say who's the hero of um who's the hero of World War II? uh, they won't say, Oh, you know, it's those Africans who came to help and fought in the war that they didn't really have a hand in. It's not, it's not even the Americans who came and rescued the Europeans and so forth. It's, it's Churchill. There must be, just in the first three months of this year, in the first four months of this year, there must be at least 20 books that have been published about Winston Churchill. And I want to make this distinction for our listeners um and for South Africa and for black South Africans in particular. Why is it we don't have heroes in South Africa? When you say Shaka was a great war general, he could command thousands of men and he could defeat um he could defeat the Matswana and the uh, Baili and the and build an empire that stretched into Botswana and he did a, t- a television series while he was doing that stuff right i mean he was such exactly he had camera people with him <laughs> but but my point is we don't have heroes in 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 South Africa why why what's going on so Nelson Mandela if you if you start the conversation about how incredible what an amazing leader he was it's Ah, but he was a spy. That one, he worked for the CIA. That one. So, so I want to be unashamed about this. I wanted to write a book that celebrates Nelson Mandela, that says this guy was the guy, uh, because I believe he was. And I, d- I don't want to, I don't want to be part of this. I don't want to be judged by history. Uh, and, and, uh, and, and when the history is reported on that on Twitter, they said Mandela was a spy, Mandela was a sellout. I want to I, I'm staking my claim. Nelson Mandela was an incredible and amazing leader. And in that week, I see elements of amazing, incredible great leadership from him. So so the other thing that I do do in the book is to show him as a human being. So um there are elements, there are parts in the book. People should read it. By the way, it's called "The Plot to Save South Africa." I know MC, you're not going to say the name of my book, so I'm going to finish myself
0: so quickly. What does he say before
1: I ask you the last two questions? Okay, so, so Nelson Mandela gave recognized that his first speech was a complete, absolute dad. so he wrote the speech himself, and that was the great speech that he gave on the um, on the Tuesday evening after the murder of Chris Haney, in which he said a white man full of hate came to our country and tried to and killed our beloved son. Then he said a white woman saw this terrible killing and she called the police. So don't believe this whole stuff that, oh black and white and so forth. It was a white man who was full of hate who killed our our, our black leader. It was a white woman who saw it and 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 reported it. And okay. and so and Took this thing out of those who wanted to make this uh, a black-white blacks must fight whites and whites and so forth. He knew what he wanted. He wanted to do that.
0: My friends in red Averroes will tell you that that is exactly the reason. The never took responsibility for the killing of Honey.
1: You know, I think one Mm -hmm. of the things that we must do is 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 say for me, it's what is what is your book justice? My book uh, has a. You know my book is, is is not too thick, but but actually, if you if you get into it, and I'd like to say this to all our friends who who like to make allegations about people without reading, and I'm a big big emphasis on this. Half of that book, not half, but you know, a quarter of that of those all those pages in the book are actually references, because I would like people to say Mandela was a spy, and here's the evidence. Because one of the things that we do in South Africa, that we don't, we, uh, you and I need to start telling people, I'm sorry, what's the evidence for that? Because people like to say, yeah, Sarah Ramaphosa is a CIA spy. And and it's, where's the evidence for that? Show me the evidence. Because if you're going to go to university, you and I, uh, 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 you know, we certainly don't have a great education, but we have a little bit. But the thing is that your professor, uh, uh, anyone, you will say, um, um, uh uh, 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 got arrived in Cape Town in 1652. The first question is, how do you know that? Well, there were no pictures. There were none. Well, the journals of the, uh, whatever, the, the, the evidence based argument, argument. It's what we need. And and a lot of this stuff has no so I'd like to say, anyone every line in my book has a reference. And what? and the reference and the references are at the back of the book. And that's why this is why I I I it was hard to write this book, but it was delicious because everything is evidence based. So a lot of people will say, Oh yeah, but that one was this and so, and you say, uh, eh, uh, eh, show me, show me your Show me hey, under your skirt. It's
0: not the justice, matter, but this meeting of the 14th of April in 1993, and of course the intervention of Mandela, in your argument, saved us from catastrophe and got us to what we're celebrating today.
1: Yes. So in that meeting, the ANC, after Chris Hannes' murder, said we no longer, uh, we, we're not playing around here. We want two things. We want a transitional executive council, and um, a transitional executive council for the young people out there was a body that would oversee the elections. So imagine the FW declared and the National Party wanted to say, oh, we'll organize the elections. They wanted to be a referee, a referee and a player in this thing, and the ANC and others said, no, 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 there must be a TEC, transitional executive, that would essentially be the cabinet over the months before the election." uh so that everyone is a player and that TEC is a, is the referee. In that meeting, FW and his people said, yes, okay, we'll have a TEC. Um that was the first major concession that the that the National Party will for a time not be in, in power in South Africa. And in December that year, the TEC came along. They also agreed that we'll agree to an election date. And on the 3rd of June, direct from that meeting of that Wednesday, um, April 27 was agreed to be the election day that we are celebrating today. And will celebrate 30 years of next year.
0: And thus, as the EFF will tell you, Was where the sellout settlement came from, Justice Malala. Wonderful chatting to you, my brother. It's been a minute, and congratulations on the book.
1: Thank you so much, Rams. I really appreciate you having me, and and I wish we'd had more laughs. There are some laughs in the book. There is an elo, the beautiful part. I'm not sure if you got to it. Nelson Mandela goes to uh, um, Justice. I have to go. I I know. I have to go. But there's a one line. One line. Nelson Mandela comes back from a rally and he wants to he wants to have a lunch. He's hungry and he can't find anywhere to eat and ends up at the Carlton center in the hotel by himself with this young American guy eating all by himself and you think wow man I mean if they'd wanted to take him out they could have done it right there. So yeah.
0: From that- <laughs> thank you. From there, the book is our time to eat was written. Please grab Justice Lala's book, The Plot to Save South Africa, at all credible bookstores. And that concludes this long edition of Taking the Rams by the Horns. Happy Freedom Day to all of you. Remember to download the new Sowetin app and follow us on Twitter at Rams by the Horns and uh, at Sowetin Live. Monday is Workers' Day, right? Remember that it's Workers' Day. But it's also my birthday, so I'm taking time off. I won't you won't hear me. In, that is in recognition of the rights of the workers. Boss, I hope you hear that. I'm not coming. From me, Rams Snowwater, Goodbye and God bless.